On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Well, it's kind of weird and normal all at the same time. I'm finally back in the studio. It feels like it's been yes. forever. We've got the whole crew, Jenny, Zach, Matt. we got a whole regular second shot, everybody. Hey, guys. I know it's hey. been so long. Heath has been going from, you know, well, from home and then from the office and work, and he's just been working hard to get business going again. And is business going again-ish? We're, we're, we're starting to pick back up finally. I mean, it's just been where you can't go any regular places and all kinds of stuff. You know, I mean, right. have y'all missed this, Zach and Matt? Uh, I, it's been a while since, well, I guess we're still not technically all in the same room yeah. or all, all together, but it's been a while since I've seen you in here, Heath. Yep. Um, but I know everybody's been busy, but uh, yeah, no, it's nice to start to ease our way back into some sort of normalcy. Zach, Zach is still stuck at his house. I am. Yeah. I'm anxious to get back in studio, though. I miss the studio energy. This is good, but that's better. So I we're know. So we're going to get back to it eventually. I'm sure. It looks like you got a haircut. I did, actually. Yes, I went and got a haircut, finally. I've been complaining about it for weeks, and I finally made it happen. So, yeah. Very so debonair. Some things up. It's, been it's been good. It's so crazy. There's, like, so much stuff going on. Our house is actually almost done. Like, we're, like, a couple weeks away from moving in, and... And it's like there's something obviously all of our second yeah. shot family has been hearing about that forever. So Ugh. that's finally coming to a close. But we have our we had to put our current house on the market, so you have to clean all that up, and you got you're in between it all. And, and the, Jenny's new show. I mean, we've just been all over the place. Anybody who's ever put a house on the market can relate to the fact that it's so nerve wracking when you leave for the day because you don't know if you're going to have a showing. You know, you don't know if that day is going to be the day that somebody's going to call and want to have the house shown. So it's now been on the market for four days. And ever the first day, it was like we left it immaculate and nobody came. Yeah. <laughs> the second day, immaculate, but not like quite as much. By now, I don't even know what it looks like for people who come through. It's just, you know, you can only keep it spotless with a toddler at home for so long. And everybody can pray for Jenny because I am the worst person in the world. Move Like like moving <laughs> brings out the yeah. most, it pisses me off to the extreme. Like in, what, in what way? Are you impatient? I just, or hate, you just... It. I hate moving. I hate packing stuff like, up. Oh, I, I hate, hate it putting too. together. I just, there's everything about it that. Listen, I, yeah. we, we moved into our current house Six years ago, seven years ago, uh -huh. there's still stuff in boxes that yeah, I haven't still traumatized. That, I, that I haven't unpacked. Oh my gosh, that is bad. Yeah, it that is pretty bad. Is bad. I thought Heath was going to get rid of our realtor when she told us we were going to have to take down family pictures for showings. Like I literally thought he was going to be like, "That's it, we're done with you, Courtney. Moving on." I, I'm like, "How come you just got to sell it? You got to be yeah. a better salesperson. Yeah. Just sell oh it. It can gosh. be cluttered oh. up, and you can sell it." Pray for me and pray for Courtney, our realtor, <laughs> because it does not bring out the best in him. I don't think moving brings out the best in anybody, though, right? Yeah, no. It's and 
makes me very extremely oh, angry. What might bring out the best in us is finding a side hustle right now. Oh, that's not our first story. Yeah, that's what Where you get for I? jumping the gun. I shouldn't have jumped this the gun. Is Zach's this is Zach's do. domain. Why am I stepping on it. his toes? You're, you Zach, should be a pro at this. take it away <laughs> with the headlines. First right. headline right in a while. <laughs> Before we get to our side hustles, we need to talk about a story that's been a little bit more relevant in the news. Robinhood traders are betting against veteran billionaires like Warren Buffett, and they're winning. If you don't know what Robinhood is, besides, of course, the classic English tale, uh, Robinhood <laughs> is a relatively new stock investing and trading app. It makes it super easy for anybody to trade stocks through their phone. And there's been this push by the owner of Barstool Sports, a uh, popular betting and gambling sports app. A man named David Portnoy has been pushing people to trade stock through Robinhood with these videos he's posting to Twitter. He's using, uh, I, I don't know, just I guess his general knowledge of the stock market to say, hey, I think this might be a good one today. Obviously, none of this is official or anything. It's all just opinion because that's how stocks work. Uh, and he's been going against people like Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett will say, hey, this is what I'm doing with my stock. This, this airline liquidated their thing today, so I'm getting out. And he'll, David Portnoy, will double down and tell his followers, hey, no, jump in. Now's the time to go for it. And they're overwhelming people like Warren Buffett, right? If everybody jumps in and buys stock through this super easy app before you know it, it goes up and Warren Buffett loses. And this has happened a number of times to people who have been crazy big on the stock market. Now, I don't know a lot about stocks, but I do know it takes a lot of people and a rising tide raises all ships. So I'm curious, what do you guys think about this? So what's interesting to me is that Jenny and I have a... We both have like almost the exact opposite of second shots, which is going to make it interesting. Yeah, we do. Um, but but mine is very simple is, look, the <laughs> day trading and, and all these quick stocks and this quick stuff is is uh, one thing, okay? And, and this other guy doing all this, like, oh, look how much we're making. We're beating Warren Buffett and all them, okay? Look, Warren Buffett is worth about $100 billion for a reason. Don't forget that, Okay. <laughs> Let's just not forget that. Okay, Don't number two. respect Warren Buffett. Look, everybody who's ever tried to challenge him has lost. He plays a long game. He's not in it to day trade stuff. He's, you know, you can sit there for two or three years and may look like you're killing him. But in the end, over the long term, which matters the most, is Warren Buffett's going to win. So in my second shot is that remembering that um, you may look ahead at times right now, and there may be like people that are sitting there looking at you that are ahead of you in life or ahead of you at that next deal, but you're putting the ground in and you're doing the things day in, day out. It's not paying off for you yet, but in the long term, it will. In the long term, it, the, 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 the long game always wins versus the short game because most people don't have the discipline to get out of the short game quick enough before they end up losing it all. That's in life and in betting and in stocks and in all those things. And so, it, it, you know, and everybody thinks they're going to be that person that has the ability to be disciplined enough to get out before they lose it all, but they don't. The long game is the most important. The short stuff, thinking you're just going to, all these other people are ahead of you so much, don't let it get you off path. Stick to the long game. The long game wins. So you think these people are just being like shiny object people? Absolutely. I, well, look, I mean, Warren Buffett's worth $100 billion. <laughs> And how dare they to say, look at me. <laughs> I am beating Warren Buffett. Yeah, we do have totally opposite takes on this because I think how cool, how fresh that this is really being taken over. This app is being taken over by 
millennials and even younger than millennials because when I hear stocks and stock market and even people my age, you know, we're we're not, I mean, technically, I guess we're millennials, but we're, I'm like the oldest possible millennial. I still think something like this sounds very intimidating, but I give praise to the people who are saying, oh, stock market, no big deal. I'm young, I'm fresh, I've got this new app and I can do it just as good as somebody else because um, instead of being intimidated by the Warren Buffetts of the world and thinking stocks are for rich people, they're realizing stocks are for everybody, I just need to do it on my own level and in my own way. So sort of um, from the, from the um, you know, overhead view, thinking about, you know, don't get so caught up in thinking that certain methods of earning income or of, of making your way or making your mark in the world are only for people who already have it because they had to do something in order to get it too. And they had to start somewhere too. And to me, this is like the example of those younger people learning something that might seem more complex, more intimidating, more in depth or out of their normal scope of practice. So I say, go after it everybody who is doing your little Robin Hood thing, it's still, you know, above my head. Well, I'm not saying don't go after it. Right. I mean, but I'm just saying, don't, you know, in, in that greater scope of life, yeah. thinking about things like, for example, in your business, in, in a certain type of business you're in, I'll say, okay, so, so say in the news world for me to say, oh, well, you know what? I've always just done like, you know, local news and it's fine. And I'll just keep doing that. No, I want to have a big syndicated show. I've always said that that is what I want, but it would be really easy for me to say, well, you know, I've never done that. So I'm just going to not do that, you know, and stay in that cycle. I think it's like a really easy mindset cycle to be stuck in, to think, well, this is what I do. And this is what I do. And I'm and, and then you age and pretty soon you're the age of the people who were doing that before that you thought were so far ahead of you and you never took the leap. Yeah. To learn how to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, in a practical sense, it could be a little dangerous for people to be putting all their money into this app and then not monitoring it. Yeah. May need to pay attention to it a little bit. Do you guys do any stock trading? Oh, a, a little bit here and there, and you know, nothing much more than uh, like a mutual fund or something, a four hundred one k and things like that. And um, uh, when I, I, I've never really, I've looked at the Robinhood app. I haven't, I haven't gotten into it. Although it does make it more um, palatable, I think, for someone who doesn't know a whole lot to be able to engage with that a little bit. And I think that's nice. But I uh, listen, hearing the story and, and hearing what both of you have said, um, to me, the lesson from this comes. And uh, learn, like, look at the reasons for your success and learn the right lessons from that. And, you know, I, I think I think what you said, Heath, about Warren Buffett being successful in the long run, I think is true. You know, this is a man who has studied the market for a long time, has reasons for doing what he does. But the fact that these these folks are successful um, is is great for them. And there's there's a lesson to be learned by, you know, everybody pulling together and moving the market all together. I don't know how long that can keep up. And I hope that the folks who are doing this and are, and are becoming successful or getting wealthy off of it can look at and see, OK, we were successful, but we were successful because of these reasons. Maybe there's a lot of people at mm, home. Yeah. There was an economic downturn. So it gave a lot of people the opportunity to get in and buy low whenever when maybe you wouldn't be able to in other in other ways there's a lot of factors that go into this that may not be present the next time i want to do something like this so what can i learn from this and what can how do i become that long-term person if i'm that short-term person but right the now but the problem is is everybody thinks they have the discipline to stop and to not do but 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 99.9 percent .9 of the right. people don't have the discipline to do it and and it gets them in this cycle where they get that little 
that they always keep looking for that next quick hit, mm-hmm. and 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 they're like a junkie going back after it until they're till they've lost yeah. it all. Yeah. Well, and and again, I think this applies to all sorts of areas of life. You know, why did you get that promotion? Did you get that promotion because you were the best at your job? Or did you get that promotion because you knew somebody? Or because you just happened to be the person standing there whenever they were handing out promotions, you know? And and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't feel good about it, but it does mean you should take a, you should take a step back and say, okay, why was I successful here? What can I learn? What were the things that, what were all the variables that went into it? And what might not serve me next time down the road? You know, what, what yeah. can I, how can I make this happen again? Yeah, I, I wanted to jump in here and, and say my, my second shot on this is a little bit different, I think, than, than everybody's, but maybe I lean more, more on Heath than everybody else. Like, I think it's important to understand the person you're getting advice from, right? I can understand, I, I can appreciate like tips on the stock market and where you should do things, but like, you gotta know this stuff's coming from a guy who owns a gambling company. Like, straight ah, up, like, yeah, yeah. the house always wins, right? Like, yeah. he's playing this for himself and he understands that, hey, if I tell my Twitter followers to do something and they all do it, I stand to benefit. That is how that works. I'm not saying you shouldn't jump on board, right? When the going's good, a rising tide raises all ships. But like you gotta know that that's gonna stop at some point. And it's he, great he's not you gonna care money, if you right? get you burned some in buttons the on your phone and it went somewhere. Awesome. But like it might run out at some point, and you're gonna be the one caught holding the bag, not him. So right. There's yeah, gonna there's gonna come a day where he punches out and you're left there. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah, like, what? Where's my help? Yeah. Understand. He doesn't. He he cares yeah. about making sure he gets out in, in time for him. You're right, Zach. That was a good point yeah. because he's doing it for himself, and so just. But, but again, you're. You think you have the self-discipline. You think you do to stop before it gets too far. You're going to go, well, I'm just going to ride it for a little bit and get out. No, but you won't. It's it's like a, it, gambling and the addictions of it all and that, that hunt. Stick with the long-run play. Stick with the day-in, day-out, solid grind. There's no quick hits. And you're going to – there's there's room for innovation. But don't let yourself get wrapped up in it all. We'll be back in a minute on the second segment of Second Shot. have a good partnership when the most recent reviews of your podcast are actually about the sponsor and how well it worked for them. So uh, yeah, you guys, Energy Ogre is legit. It's the real deal. If you're living in Texas and not using it, what is going on with you? So the way this works is they shop around your energy bills. So if you have, uh, you know, are with a certain company, they will check every month to make sure you're getting the best deal. We have saved more than $100 a month ever since doing this. And, you know, it's winter now. Sign up now. When it comes summer, you're going to be saving insane money. So the way that you get on board with this is energyogre.com. And then when you go to sign up, you will get a free month when you use the code second shot. I don't know. Was this the best financial decision we made this year? Possibly. (laughs) It has saved us so much money. So again, energyogre.com and then use the code second shot. If they cannot save you money, you won't get charged anything. So it's zero risk. You are going to love us for it. You're going to write us a review, not about the podcast content, but about Energy Ogre. And we're okay with it. All right. So now we're going to kind of go with a very similar to me where I was about to go on the rundown on the last segment of these people that are doing stock stuff is because they're trying to make a little side money and all this. And and, and then, and it's like, okay, we come back at this one. That's going to be, I almost wanted to get into these kind of topics the last round, but I held off. Held off for the official article. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, so what we're looking at is an article of 50 side hustles that you can start today. Rest assured, Second Shot listener, we are not going to go through all 50. That would be exhausting. But there's a lot of really good ones in here, right? We live in the age of the internet. We live in the age of Uber. It's easier now than ever before to jump into something like ride sharing or house sitting or online training or reselling things online. And this is exactly what this is talking about, how you can make a little money at home, help you get through maybe the tougher times, right? When you might not be going to work every day or may need a little extra help getting groceries. It's really cool. And I want to talk about some of these. Uh, you got any that you picked out at all? Uh, I do, yeah. So the first thing that really jumped out at me was virtual assisting, which is not something a lot of people think about, but is totally doable, right? Somebody emails you and says, hey, I need you to do this on my Facebook page or on my Excel sheet or Google Doc, and that's something you can knock out without any problem. You can also freelance write. Which is a lot of things. Which is something a lot of people don't think that you can do, and you totally can. Believe it or not, Christine freelance writes every once in a while. You just get in contact with a couple of publishers. A lot of uh, online article management sites will say, "Hey, we need somebody who might need some help doing this." They even take freelance writing applications. It's a lot easier than you'd think. And this is the kind of stuff that I find in here. There's stuff that's easy, like rideshare and and house yeah. sitting. But there's stuff that like might seem complicated, but surprisingly easy to get into. Um, you know, more people should know about it. You know what's really crazy is that when I think about it too, when I was looking at like there's like a quick, easy fifty plus little site. Like, like how awesome in today's world that how many ways that you have the ability to earn some extra money where you used to not be able to, right? Like, I mean, there's so many simple, easy totally. ways to earn extra un money versus what it used to be. That's all like flexible stuff. Right. And I did, I used to do a ton of freelance writing too. And I think it would, I've been out of the freelance writing game for a little while, but I did all these online publications to your point, but I had to call. Now I think you can email them and submit and, and stuff, apps. Yeah. I would call and be like, Hey, you know, yeah. this is my background. And can I write something for you? And I can write this or this or this. And they're like, okay, you got to send a, you know, an, a letter, <laughs> actually mail a letter to this other person and blah, blah, blah. But it, it is fun. The one that stuck out to me, as being really like the best bang for your buck is creating an online course. And the reason being is that ends up being a little bit like mailbox money-ish because on the front end, it is a lot of work. Creating an online course is a lot of work. So there's video components and you've got to get it uploaded somewhere and you've got to market it. You've got to get people onto it. But once people are finding your course, then they're just, that people are just buying your course and hopefully sharing it. And then maybe you have, you know, they do module one through five and then it's another buy-in for the next set of modules. So that one stuck out to me is if you have a chunk of time right now to, de to de develop that and then put it in, then maybe when you go back to work or go back to your other job, then it's already flowing and all you have to do is market it um, in terms of like a side hustle. I mean, shoot, I started doing my safe swap side hustle. Yeah. And when I had um, downtime before this show started, I was doing a lot of, you know, freelance stuff, kind of hosting here and there, doing a bunch of radio stuff, but it was not a consistent 40 hours a week. So I started doing this safe swaps group, which is something that I'm passionate about and would spend time doing anyway. And then the component of it is the, the sales of the um, toxin-free makeup, the toxin-free skincare. And it has turned into like a really good little side hustle for me. So if you're, if you're into that kind of stuff, reach out to me and I can you know, tell you about that and potentially get you in and looped in on that. But that's been a lot of work on the front end, but a lot of fun. 
And then now that the business is going and I kind of have my systems in place, it's still, yeah, I mean, it's still work. I probably spend an hour a day on it. So, and then like on the weekends, maybe two hours a day, but it's bringing in money. I mean, it's actually mm -hmm. turned into something. So that's been cool. Nice. The my most favorite one on there, playing video games. You can make money playing. <laughs> oh, when, where is when, this? Been? Not easy. So but yes. When could you make money playing video <laughs> games? I, I'm, I must be. I'm, I'm like an oldest millennial, I guess, ever because this or is also something good enough everybody else games. knows about. Like, there's literally people that, that that sit there and play video games, and people pay to watch them virtually play video games. This is just <laughs> boom, blown my mind. I guarantee anyone with uh, kids who are, um, you know, of the age of 10 and up uh, are probably very familiar with people uh, watching people play video. Probably lower than that, Where like was, five and up. That's the side hustle I wanted as a kid. Instead of the lawn <laughs> mowing and everything I did, like, that's the hey, thing that you need to play video games. Yeah, that's the thing that mom says. Those are never going to pay your bills. Yeah, quit playing those yes. games. Wait, They're never going to help mom, you. This it's, is it's paying somebody's bills. <laughs> this is coming back to bite you in the butt, mama. Is yeah. yeah. coming right? right? Well, consulting is another one. I know Heath Heath has a bone to pick sometimes with consultants. Well, not. I mean, just there's just a lot of people that that that, that failed at what they did, so they become consultants. You know, everybody's yeah. a consultant. It's like you weren't any good at what you did. And so now you're just going to consult on it. And it's, yeah, I think you got to just be very careful with when you hire consultants. That's my side deal. But side hustles to me as a whole are super important parts of the economy. And I think can be super important, important parts of you making, um, you know, trying to grow from, you know, getting by to, to building wealth, but understanding it takes time and, and the expectations with it. And this is something that I want everybody to know about. There's a lot of network marketing and stuff like that. Network marketing, understand to understand this. Network marketing is not illegal. Network marketing is something that can work if you pick the right company with the right product and you work at it long and hard. You're if you're not going to become a millionaire overnight. You're not going to get rich quick. If they are selling that, then run. Pyramid schemes are illegal, so stay away from that. Um, yeah. But side hustles as a whole. This is what I think that if you're in a place and you're getting by and you have your time, you need to get a side hustle to start building up that money to help build your wealth. Okay. But do not go into a side hustle with just like, Hey, I'm going to throw this out here and every, you know, I'm going to, uh, like if Jenny would have said, um, Oh, I'm, you know, um, we'll do some makeup stuff and when, you know, whenever it comes open, she wouldn't be there with it. And I see a lot of people that go, Oh, you know, I'm going to make some extra money driving for Uber Lyft. But they have no rhyme and reason whatsoever about when they're doing it and how they're doing it. So what I want to encourage you to, if you're sitting there and going, I believe right now in today's game that you, there's a quicker track record to building some wealth by being able to have a solid little side hustle to earn that little extra money that you put aside for those things. But you have to build a system and have tactical strategy around how you do it. So for instance... You don't just sign up to go drive for Uber, okay? And, and you say, I'm going to do it every now and then. No, you go, hey, start playing with it. Where's the hot times? I know I talked to a guy that by my house, and he was telling me that from 4 to 7 a.m. every morning, it's when he goes because there's a two or three solid airport runs from our house. And his thing was is that if he did that five days a week, he could easily, easily make 600 to to $1,000 extra just by making those three extra hours in that morning. And he goes, his goal was to be buying a house 
uh, was his next step, and that money was going to that. And so he had a deal of literally in 13 months, he if he did that, he could end up having his money. That's smart. You can't mm-hmm. so you can't just get a side hustle, okay, and think, oh, I'm gonna make extra money without putting down a tactical strategy, sticking to it, and having a plan with it. So side hustle A, don't get bought up with anybody selling you a get rich quick scheme. There's no such thing as get rich quick. They're all they're all lying to you if they are. Second is it's going to be a long haul. Have a nice little setup strategy. You must follow your system and do it and not stop on it because if you don't have a plan and you don't lay it out, it's not going to do you any good. And I think I think the other thing too, unless it is a per hour kind of thing, like a per hour, you know, I'm going to do this for an hour and the other person's going to pay me for this hour it's going to take some time to build. So so don't get discouraged early on if you're trying to build a business, like say building a course or um, building you know, a, a business, gosh, you're doing some production or something, that, it, that these things take time because it can, if you don't give it the time and space that it needs to grow, it can really detract from confidence. You could sit there and be putting all your work in for two or three months and not getting anything, but don't, not understanding that it's month four and five when that those mm-hmm. rewards start hitting and most people give up before then. Um, you know, that is, happened is, with me yeah. with the clean beauty stuff. I've never done any kind of business. I mean, yeah. I've never done any kind of business before. So I was like, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I knew I had to keep going because I knew this isn't going to just pop off immediately. Yeah. People don't just all of a sudden start, you know, buying from you or connecting with you. It's like you're putting in the work and now I'm finally seeing it sort of come to fruition. I do think it's very comical that, uh, number 36 on the list for side hustles for making money is create a podcast. Because I'm going to tell you, this is about the least profitable thing yeah. we've ever done. Yeah. We love doing it. We have a lot of fun with it. But it is it is definitely not a get-rich-quick scheme. No. <laughs> it's better to be the person that makes the podcast than yes. it is the person that's doing it. I'll yes. tell you that right now. Yes. Yeah. Be, yeah, be the person. If you want to start a podcast yeah. studio, yeah, exactly. that is smart. <laughs> but, um, but it does bring value to our, our, our fun and our enjoyment. So that's there's something to be said for that, too. Yeah, and I know that you guys all have been doing a lot. Of, I mean, especially with the podcasting world kind of going up, there's it's easy for you guys to probably find some side hustle side hustle stuff with Zach and Matt. But it's also yeah. easy, like understanding you've got to have a strategy and actually set it up to do something versus just sitting around waiting and, and just going to go off on a whim. Well, and for me, that strategy has been very important um, because I used to be, and this comes with I think a little bit of financial stability, but I used to be where I was grabbing everything that was given to me. For sure. And um, and I would burn myself out or I would run out of time or um, you know things would fall through. And so I have uh, become very, very selective about what I choose to do and what I choose not to do. And I think that's if you have the ability, again, this is all if you have the ability to, if you're not doing a side hustle just to survive, um, if it's something to really just make a little extra money, then I do think that that comes with balance, you know, like say, okay, I'm going to do it for this set amount of time, but I'm also not going to say I'm going to take a job every single night of the week um, Mm -hmm. if my time at home is important. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, there, while there has been a lot of opportunity out there for me, I've been, uh, I've chosen the people who I've wanted to work with and have been uh, rewarded for that. I think both in just the other people that I get introduced to, as well as my ability to control my free time. Uh, one thing I did notice on the list that, that my wife did for a while was pet sitting slash house sitting. Oh, and yeah. this was people who had one. the ability to say, if they were going out of town, they had pets. 
um, they would just hire you to come over and stay at their house and take care of their pets at the same time. Um, and it was nice. I mean, I, I don't think she, I think she got tired of it after a while, but it was nice. Cause it was like, usually they were a pretty nice house and, um, they had a pool, you know, that you could use. And, um, so it was almost like a little bit of a staycation because yeah, yeah, like she would fine. go and yeah, yeah. She would go make money. I'd stay at home and take care of the dogs. But you know, after work, I'd go hang out there for a few hours or we'd go have dinner and, uh, you know, I'd go home and take care of our animals, but it was like a little bit of a vacation, you know, and if you have the ability to do that, I think that was a, a very cool little side hustle that, um, if, felt different than just, you know, doing something for a paycheck. Yeah. If the side hustle can be fun, that's just yeah. like a million bonus points. And well, I think that is key when you're looking to do something yeah. you know, extra in addition to your other 40 hours a week. I think it needs to be something that you at least get something out of and not just, I'm doing it for a paycheck again, if you can, because it becomes your side hustle becomes an actual grind and, and, yeah. uh, you know, a real hustle, um, after a while, if you don't enjoy it, at least. You've been yeah. doing lots of side hustles, haven't you, Zach? How's yeah, that website man, I've going? Been doing lots of side hustles lately. Um, when I, you know, as I've been getting more into freelancing and kind of meeting more people, I've run into people who are doing things that aren't quite podcasting but are awfully close. You know, like, hey, can you produce some sound effects for this thing, or I need an intro for this, whatever. And that's stuff I've been able to do. It's not quite in my wheelhouse, but it's definitely close enough. And I think if you take Matt's advice and you really pick and choose kind of your angles and you make sure that you're still dedicated to what you want to do and you don't end up doing something that you're just miserable doing, you'll have a lot more fun. And that's where you'll learn the most. And that's ultimately what it's all about, right? I mean, making money's easy and that's fun. But I think learning something, meeting people, growing your abilities and your sets of skills, that's the most value you're going to get out of any of this stuff. So if you're going to do a side hustle, pick something you want to do, pick something that you're interested in, and see how far it takes you. Who knows? Because if you're having fun doing it, it doesn't quite feel like work. And the other thing that I want to end job with on the side hustle thing is understanding that you take whatever it is you want to do it for. Let's just say you want to save up to buy a house and you need $10,000. You can't look at your side hustle that maybe it only earns you $50, you know, um, a week, let's just say, right? But understand that you back that $10,000 that you need to save into the micro time slots that mm -hmm. they're doing your side hustle, That what, how close that's getting it to you to however much it is. Instead of looking at the big number and thinking, oh, because it'll drain you if you're going, I'm just, you know, $75 here, so getting away. Break it down into your strategy. You must have a strategy. You must have a system set up that makes it purposeful for what you're trying to attain. And you got to go at it daily and weekly in order to get there. And it'll make it much more enjoyable because you know you have a track and a goal and a plan to get there with it. Um, but I think side hustles are great. Just don't anybody sells you get rich quick, run as fast as you can. Do a solid, simple thing. And I think what everybody was talking about, finding something fun that can help you learn and grow is super key. We'll be back in a minute on the third segment of Second Shot. You guys have been listening to Second Shot and hearing us talk about it. You need to go pick up my book, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. You can get it on Amazon in a paper book. You can also hear this beautiful voice of mine in audiobook style on Audible or anywhere you're going to get your audiobooks. Guys, this book took a lot of time to put into it, and I believe it can really be some life-changing stuff to help you on your path to success. And hopefully you're going to fail your way to success just like I did. Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. Amazon.com, Audible.com, audiobooks, paper books, everything. Get it, share with your people and i appreciate it thank you guys go pick it up today 
All right, you know I've got to start off the third segment really strong with shaming you because for some reason our listenership has grown, but yet none of you are leaving reviews. Come on now. It's crazy. Well, and I was wondering, are they? Is it growing because people are going back to you know they're finally in their cars again, and maybe our people listen more in the cars as opposed to when you're in quarantine. I don't know if they weren't listening as much to podcasts, but But that doesn't mean you can't leave reviews. I mean. I'm not a shamer, but Heath is. I'm, I'm a, a proud shamer. He is a proud shamer. Swinging. The only podcast host in America who thrives off of yep. shaming his audience into leaving a review. If you're not familiar on how to do it, if you're on iTunes, you just scroll all the way down to the bottom. You'll see the ratings. You can give a five star, I hope. And then um, there's a little spot where you can type something up if you'd like mm-hmm. and leave a review. Um, you know, we, we, off the top, what, what we do sort of for these second shot shows is throughout the week, we will kind of email each other topics and talk about, okay, what, what should we take a second shot at? And there are a couple of really obvious topics that are going on in our world right now that are, um, that are so important and um, also so heavy. And we thought, you know, the reason we did something different for our headlines today was just, we know you're hearing it. We know you're getting the news. We know that your companies are having the important discussions. We're seeing it. We are seeing change within our communities. And um, I don't know that that I have a, a greater perspective to offer than what has already been offered on so many different outlets. So I don't want to say we're offering a diversion here on Second Shot or that we're ignoring what's going on. Or we're or trying not to a, run from the topic. Trying to run from the topic. We're not at all. We're not at all. We just know that you are inundated and want to continue to offer um, a little a little something different on second shot that's what we will continue to commit to do so um, so we're having the important conversations within mm-hmm. um, within our families and I know that you guys are as well but we just didn't we didn't want it to seem like we were skirting the issue but also we know that you're already hearing it a well, lot and, and I did make an attempt you know we, we talked a little bit about it uh, ahead of time and I thought well maybe I'll find a headline that could that we could talk about but I mean, I don't know that there's any headline that um, that we could do that we could say a second shot other than, I mean, it's, you know, what's what's happening right now, I think is heartbreaking for a lot of people. And like, you know, all you can really do is just send your hearts out to people who are, who are feeling bad. And um, I, I think I won't go into it, but I just I just will say I hope in some way when you're out there, if you're listening, show a little empathy to your fellow human being. That's, that's all I would say. You know, mm-hmm. there, there are people out there who are, are feeling very, very hurt right now and very passionate right now. And even mm-hmm. if maybe you agree or don't agree with them, I just hope that you show a little compassion to someone who is also a human being and, and you can, you know, find ways to even just disagree on a, politely. It- yeah, I, I totally agree. And this is the, this this show has always been and will continue to be a place for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want everybody to always feel welcomed and to feel understood and, and to feel heard. So I agree with that message of compassion, and I, Matt. And I think the uh, what we wanted to make it clear, too, is that we're not trying to hide from it. We're not trying to run from it, to not make statements, to not stand. But we also know that um, when the time is right and the right opportunity to get involved in any type of thing to make happen changes or any way that we're going to be involved in that. And, and it's just whether or not we were feeling like what's, what's the right thing to do say in time and all that so that um, we're, we're not going to try to skirt issues, but we are like, Hey, you know, maybe everybody's getting it everywhere. Why not try to bring something else to the picture, right? Help people with those side hustles. And speaking of, yep. we got a really good guest for next week's, show with regard to side hustles. And again, we sort of at the beginning of this pandemic, we made this commitment to 
helping you guys through it in the best way we can figure out how to do. Um, so we've had some of these, you know, different guests come on and hit on different topics. So we booked Chris Gillibo, who is um, the author of a, a book called Side Hustle, also a book called The Money Tree, um, a story of finding uh, money in your own backyard. And he, I want some money in my backyard. Right? Yeah, no he kidding. He talks about... You my know backyard's that? ate up money. What oh you my talking gosh, about? I know. Yeah, don't worry. There's no money in our backyard. Yeah. How to pour a bunch of money no in your backyard. In backyard. <laughs> but he's going to talk about step-by-step step how to how to um, find out what your side hustle should be, how to get it started and how to actually like get it rolling with no money. So, cause I think sometimes people think, oh, I have a business idea, but I need to be on Shark Tank or like I need to meet Mark Cuban before I can get my business idea started. He says that's hogwash, baloney, like don't do it. So that'll be coming out um, next week as a, as a second shot sit down. So that'll be kind of cool. And I think Jenny's been having it all hot. She's been having all these big ratings. And that's what Zach was talking about. He's like, hey, I want to know more about this, Jenny. Yeah, I do want to know. Speaking of side hustles, yeah, I heard something <laughs> about uh, Jenny Anchando be, be, being on the old television. Oh, uh, my god! What's that about? Side hustle turned into a big hustle. And, you know, you guys know Second Shot is a part of that. So kind of the backstory on this, and I don't even know. Well, I guess I can share whatever I want. It's our show. I can say whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had I had pitched Second Shot to um, some Nextstar executives. Nextstar is a big media company, in fact, the biggest local news ownership group in the country, happens to be based in Irving, Texas. They happen to own CW33. I pitched our show, Second Shot, as um, as a show. And, and, and they said, well... <laughs> We're not going to give you guys your own show. I said, here's our second shot on that. But yeah, they yeah. said, here's our second shot on that. But it did turn into a conversation about doing a show. And so they're letting me do the second shot sit downs as a segment, which I think is a, is a beautiful collaboration between this podcast and CW33. The show is called Morning After. I co-host it with Ron Corning every weekday from 10 to 11 a.m. Um, and then once a week on Thursdays, we have a snippet of the second shot sit downs. And then what you'll be able to do is we'll put them in full on our podcast on second shot. So um, we'll put out these second shot sit downs, on, you know, on our podcast from, you know, when it makes sense and when it's relevant and when we, we think that you all would, would like that. Um, so if you missed last week's, it was with Jen Hatmaker and that is a big get. Um, she's got an amazing podcast called For the but Love and she sat down with us. But the crazy thing, they, I mean, they've been talking for six, seven, eight months, you know, leading up to forever. it. Uh, yeah. Because this show, they created it from, from, from nothing. I mean, this was not like an existing where she just took over an old anchor job. They they had to create it from nothing. Yeah, it's really cool. And let me say, is it was super super cool to see the second shot logo. Wasn't that yeah. cool? Up on like a television. Well, I didn't watch oh, it on television. Okay. I watched it online. But the the idea of it being on a TV um, uh, was really really thrilling. And I and I think it's I think it's cool. It has made scheduling this uh, recording a lot harder. I think. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm very excited to. And I want. I try to watch every single day when I'm here. I oh, always tune it in. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, isn't it fun to see the baby that really you guys started? I mean, I wasn't even a part of the show. Um, you know, it was you guys and and Chad, and then Chad went on to do his thing, and second shot continued, and then I came in and kind of filled in for him, and it's kind of had this whole full circle moment, but it's fun to have just a little piece of it um, be a part of that. Morning After is the name of Ron Corning's podcast that he had started about a year ago. Um, so that's sort of his podcast brought to life too, that I get to be on. So it's all good. It's, it's all, all good. good. It's all good. We're continuing on in the pandemic. We're continuing to shame our, our listeners yep. for reviews so we can keep this thing popping over here. 
Where can they find you guys at? So, JennyAnchondo.com. Most importantly, our Second Shot group has been growing. The Second Shot group is on fire. Like a weed. Yeah, people have been like adding to it. So I'm like, man, we got to get some good content in there. We're going to start posting some stuff. Facebook.com slash groups slash Second Shot. I would love to see you there. Also on our Instagram page, um, Instagram.com slash Second Shot Podcast. At Apple Zacintosh on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Facebook.com slash group slash second shot is where I'm going to be as well. So come hang out. Let us know what you think of the show, the segments on TV, and uh, what's going on in your life. Uh, Matt Stoker1 on Instagram. Follow me there. Keep up with what I'm doing. Um, and again, search for True Crime Reporter on all the podcast platforms. There's a promo out there. We're getting very close to launching. I know I keep saying that, but it, it ah. will happen. It will happen one day, I promise. And he folks at Ignorance on Fire, Instagram and Facebook and all those good things. And go leave a rating rating and review. Share it with your friends and family. Tell them all that they need to hear us right now. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye.